the power of yet was really, really good for me because I was like, oh, I'm, I just don't understand this yet. And then I'd think about this word and I'd be like, okay, if I don't understand it yet, what do I need to learn so that I can understand it? And it would just give me this motivation and it would give me this new direction and it would really push me to try and find, okay, if I don't understand this yet, what is it that I'm missing? What is it? And it, it starts to shift your mind from the, the problem to the solution. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Jake, and you are listening to The Success Shift, a show where perfection does not exist, but learning and growth take center stage. Have you ever felt stuck, like you're doing all the work but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on, or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, then you are definitely going to want to tune in. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another Tuesday, back for a new week on the success shift. Um, it's been a very interesting weekend. Most of you may know my mum's here, so that's been insanely good for me. Um, she's been providing us with all the nanny duties and giving some time and some um, extra, you know, um, extra time, shall I say, for, for my partner and I to catch up and for us to get ahead of work and um, just going out and exploring and being, you know, whenever someone, a loved one comes or someone comes to visit, you become a bit of a tourist in your own hometown and seeing as I've only been here for a little while, it's always nice to get out and do a few things and, and see a few of the local sites and become a tourist in the place that you live. So I always love that. And I'm very grateful for that today, becoming becoming that local tourist. Um, I'm also very grateful for, like I said, the time that my mum's providing. Like I didn't realise until I became a parent how precious my time was. And now that I'm trying to do all the things I was doing beforehand, but with a baby, I realise how how much more I appreciate the spare time or the extra hour here or there, or just, you know, mum would take a little hand for a 45 minute walk. And it's just that silence for a little bit is beyond um, incredible. And so very grateful for those extra bits of time that, that we're receiving at the moment. And grateful for all of you. Um, one Friday, I decided that, you know, I do the whole reason I do what I do is so that I can spend time with my family and my loved ones and win time. And uh, we actually had a spontaneous trip out, which was a bit further than I thought. And then we realized that there was going to be a lot more um, there. So rather than rushing back, um, I did decide to spend the time with the family and everyone here on the call and people who listen regularly were very accommodating and very thankful. And I got some nice messages and I had an absolutely wonderful Friday. So thank you to everyone here who completely understands that, you know, the reason I do this, like these live, these calls are live. They're just here for me trying to give back value and trying to help some of you transition your mindset in a way that I have been trying to do and figure out like trading can be extremely hard. And the number one thing that I think is going to change that is if we can understand our mind and start to shift our perspective toward things and go down this journey and it does, it layers up. And so there's always new lessons to be learned. And I just like to share this a, because it helps me um, understand my thoughts and my process and some of the lessons and B it just will hopefully help a few of you make those shifts you know sometimes you hear information just in a different tone from a different person at a different time of your life and it hits differently so my goal is 
to help and to provide. And um, but obviously, my priorities are my family and the time spent with them. And so the ability to just be able to change up and um, you know take that extra Friday off and have all the lovely support from everyone that listens is is very very incredible. So I'm grateful for that today. So chuck your gratitude into the chat. Um, and then we will get started on some of the stuff that I want to talk about today. Grateful for hope and faith this morning. Nice. Um, yeah, we've had a few things last week. We were talking about um, the buffalo mindset. Um, I don't know if you remember that story about the buffalo and the cow. And it's quite interesting about biomimicry and studying them and how they run into the buffalo run into the storm and deal with their issues head on. And then my expression that I was using there is cozying up to your obstacles. And then we spoke a bit about Kung Fu trading. So really mastering the skill. And the whole idea about this Kung Fu trading is to be present, to be in the moment, to really allow yourself the ability to master the skill over time with discipline and with consistency and as you become a master, you start to realize the ways that you can progress with less effort and less frustration. And, you know, maybe realizing that entering every single trade is not the most the best way to do this. And kind of being as Tyrone, who um, created a lot of where this course comes from, says be a sniper in the market. We just want to wait, wait patiently and wait for those perfect entries. We don't need a panic. We don't need a rush. We don't need to jump into everything that we see. It's all about really understanding and being one and present in the markets and knowing when and why to take the trades that we want to take and then also knowing when and how to manage those trades, okay? So this idea of Kung Fu trading for me really hit home in the sense of look at something that you've maybe done in your life that you've become quite good at and maybe try and assess it from a point of where you first started and how it was and you know fumbling forward and making all the mistakes but also enjoying it so sticking with it and then where are you at now that you, it's the place where you think you're quite good at or you're you're more of a professional at or you've got some certain skills in it and what are the things that you've progressed in like are you more calm when doing whatever this thing is are you able to pick things up more naturally do you have a bit of an intuition about whatever it is because these are the kind of things that we can then imply and use and utilize in trading and take those um the expertise skills so those skills that you get when you've been doing something for a while those kung fu skills and apply them to trading as well because everyone's different right everyone has their own way of doing their thing and everyone has their own skill sets and their abilities and their thought patterns and their emotions and when you can find patterns in your emotions and behaviors and skills that you've used in something else, you can then take them and utilize and, and implement them into something new like trading. So for me, I love surfing um, and I love music, both things I've become okay at. So I can use these areas and how I've progressed and look at my step-by-step -step progression and imply that and put those same stepping stones into trading and look at how, my journey has come with trading and how it's become in my other areas of specialties and and try and learn from them, okay? So I want to put a challenge to you today where you leave this or after the trading session, go write down something that you've, you've been, you, you believe you've become good at and maybe write down what you were doing when you first started, 
what it was like, how it felt when you progressed a little bit further, and then now where you're at and how you look at it from from a different point of view, kind of like the, the I don't want to say the start, the middle, the finish, because, you know, most things, you, most of those skills you don't finish, you just continue to get better at, but just go with the, the beginner, the novice, and then the, the more professional level and see what, see what you come up with. It's a bit of a writing th- set exercise for your conscious to your subconscious, just so you can learn a bit about yourself and how you progress or how you perceive that you progress in certain skills. Okay. Going back to this gratitude in the chat. I'm grateful for my breath. I'm grateful for my skin. I'm grateful for my tears. That was really poetic. I don't know why that hit me. But beautifully that I'm grateful for my breath and grateful for my skin. I'm grateful for my tears. I like that. I really do. I'm grateful for health and relationships. I'm so thankful that I get to do what I do to serve, support, and love my family and others well. Lovely, lovely. I'm uber grateful for the patience and encouragement of this community of learners as I am transitioning over to MT5 and MT4. It has been very overwhelming at times. Yes, I can relate to that. I remember I was stubborn as hell. I was like, I'm not going to MT5. MT5 sucks. Why would I do that? And I can do everything on MT4. And then a friend of mine showed me the coding side of it. And I realized it was a different language. And I was like, okay, I got to make the switch. And honestly, it, it for me, it was overwhelming as well, but it seems more daunting than it actually is. And once you make the switch, it's actually not that bad at all. Um, I quite like MT5 now. It was just my stubbornness and my ego that was stopping me from learning it and making it a bit more frustrating than it should have been. But I understand. I, I can uh, I can relate to that struggle and that 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 moment of changing. All right, today I want to talk about a couple of things. Um, the very first, probably a bit more shorter, but the very first, it's kind of to do with our words, um, and it's called the power of yet. So when when I say the power of yet, it's a simple three-letter word, and it can really reshape our entire, um, basically our entire attitude towards something we're doing. Because I spoke about this before, but our words are so powerful, and our ability to um, shape how we feel about something can easily be restructured with the ch- with the, ch- the change of a few small words. Right. Like, for example, should should is a very negative word. It's like I should be doing this. It's perceiving that what you're doing is not right and that there's something else that you could be doing better and that you're probably not worthy because it's um, you're probably not on the right track because something else is what you should be doing. Or I should have gone for a run or I should have exercised today. You know, and then it. Puts it paints this in this negative term of things that you have to do. It's like a oh, I have to put this on the list. It's like a uh, a drain. Whereas if you say I get to run today, it's something that you look forward to. It's something that's exciting. It's something that you can look at as a sign of gratitude. It's I'm very lucky that I get to run today, and therefore you go oh, hang on, in the middle in the midst of my day, I get to do a run today, and it changes the whole way that this entire chore running or this entire activity, see simple words can change how it's perceived and it can change it drastically. So if you're saying, oh, I should run today, I should eat better, I should do this, then it's kind of implying all the negative connotations to the things that um, you feel you would be better off if you did. I try not to shit on myself. Yes, I love that saying. You should, you should have all over the place. But 
I get to changes. And this is the same with the word yet. So the power of yet is, oh, I can't do this yet. I don't know what the EMA mean yet. And this just takes it from, I don't know, to a cluelessness to, I haven't understood it quite. And I'm going to continue to learn until I do understand it. So I'm not a professional trader yet implies that you have the consistency, you have the discipline and you have the desire to become a professional trader. You just still have things to learn. I'm not profitable yet implies that you have all intention of becoming profitable and you'll figure out all the steps on the way to becoming profitable. You just haven't done it yet. And so there's a lot of these little things we can do and transition out in our verbiage that really just reshape sentence structures completely. And the way we speak about ourselves to ourselves, our self-narrative is so important. And so switching, trying to find the verbiage that we use, and this is you know something you can do if you, you do a lot of journaling or you know try to note down those negative words or the negative time or the negative self-talk and how you act and like what you're actually saying during that negative self-talk because i know for me for a long time when i made a shitty trade or i took a big loss like the negative self-talk would come out oh i'm so this i'm so dumb i'm never going to get this blah 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 blah. like it would always come out and over time i've, I've pattern recognized pattern interrupted and tried to reduce that drastically okay um, and ways we can reduce that is catching ourselves and actually chucking in these these key change words. So yet, or I get to instead of I should of, um, and like the harshes, like, and this leads on to kind of what I want to say the next time, but the harshes of like no and never and always, like those exaggerated concepts, like you always do this or you never do this. Those things can also be much more powerful and have a negative connotation as well rather than like sometimes it's frustrating when this happens or sometimes it's it would be better if rather than it's annoying you know these kind of changes in our verbiage will impact us over time and even though it might not seem like it i can guarantee if you start catching yourself start writing things down and you know maybe it'd be better even if we had a list transition words we went you know switch should for could or something along those lines maybe this would be um Quite a powerful thing and you can try and catch yourself when we're saying these these certain words and, and add them in so i just wanted to bring that attention to you because i know it was bring that to your attention sorry because i know that for me that was quite a transitional step forward when i started to understand myself narrative and i started to understand myself uh, my negative talk and the words i was using i quickly decided to start switching some of them up and the power of yet was really really good for me because i was like oh I'm, i just don't understand this yet and then i think about this word and I'm like, okay if i don't understand it yet what do i need to learn so that i can understand it and it would just give me this motivation and it would give me this new direction and it would really push me to try and find okay if i don't understand this yet what is it that i'm missing what is it and it it starts to shift your mind from the the problem to the solution you know we have these fixed mindset people who just focus on um the problem and they're always like well why did this happen problem 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 but if you've got a growth mindset and you really want to step forward you you just move on to the solution what can we do to fix this like it doesn't matter that this has happened because so often we get stuck in oh who's to blame you know why did this happen now don't get me wrong it's good to maybe go back and make sure if something major happened if you could prevent that from happening understanding and learning from your, mis from your mistakes but for me if there's a something that needs to take place it's best to 
work on the solution, find an answer, move past. And then once we've gotten out the other side, whatever it may be, this, whatever it is, then we can go back and look at it and like, okay, what actually happened and how can we stop that from happening in the future? So this word yet for me, and I know it's such a simple, small word, but it was really powerful because again, it would change my mind from thinking of the problem to the solution. It would change my mind to focusing on moving forward and not being stagnant on what I was. I can never get this or I can, you know, I'll never learn this or whatever it was. When I said the word yet, it would just push me into the next level and you know really focus me onto what I wanted to do next, basically. And then the next thing I want to talk about, and this is another thing that I um, I think helps both parties, but it's don't be offended by the word no. So many people get offended by no's. And this is actually a double, double-edged sword in the sense that if you get offended by no's, um, then sometimes you'd be scared of asking questions because you'd be scared of getting a no as well. So it limits us drastically and it makes it a really hard environment for people when if you've got, let's say you're in a relationship and you've got a partner and you ask them something, but then they know that you're going to get offended if you say no, it puts them in a tight position. But also if you get offended by the word no, then you're going to be restricted on asking questions and moving things forward. And this can be in any relationship, business, you know, um, friends, anything. The ability to say no freely without judgment is very, very powerful. But also if you don't get offended by it, then people will be, then you have the freedom to ask more questions and have the harder conversations as well as having, allowing people the freedom to, to respond as they would, as they want to, without, without feeling judged or without feeling like they, they have to say a certain response. And I, I've found this a lot um, with people, especially, um, you know, doing network marketing. There was a lot of people who got really offended by the word no, uh, which just was detrimental. I was one of them. I always used to get offended by the word no, or if I thought I was asking something reasonable um, and the person said no when I thought they should have said yes, I'd get really offended. And this was a really negative trait. Um, and it put myself in lots of hard positions and it put a lot of other people in hard positions as well. And so if we can just create an environment of people who aren't offended by the word no, then it's going to help massively. And this even works on the charts. Okay. So basically when you take a trade and I spoke about this, we can't judge ourselves on the outcomes of our trades, right? So when you take a trade and the market just says, nope, and just turns the other direction, and completely rejects your idea is basically what's happening. You've got a, a, a summation of information and you've got an idea that you go, I believe this is going to happen because of all the information I've got. And then sometimes you can chuck some ones in the chat. I know everyone's probably been in this situation. Sometimes you press the buy button and within seconds, it just tanks. It's like waited for, it's waited for you to press the buy button and then it's just gone, nope, and just dropped and continue down and hit your stop loss. It's happened to me. Check some ones in the chats if it's happened to you. And it's frustrating as hell. And most of the time you get offended and upset. And these emotions lead on to the next trade. And the cascade of negative trading begins. Okay. But this also stems from us being offended by no. And I know it's not a direct the word, hearing the word no. Because, you know, the, the chart can't say that. I speak to my screen in those moments. Yeah, I've, I've been speaking to my screen a lot in the past. I totally feel you on that. Um, but it, it's not you, it's not a personal attack. You know, when some, when you ask someone, Hey, do you want to go to the shops with me? And they're like, no, it's not, they don't want to go. I mean, most of the time, it's not, they don't want to go with you. Maybe they just got something else on their mind or maybe they're busy or maybe they're tired. You know, there's so many 101 things that it could be, 
But if you were to take it personally, it's only going to be detrimental to yourself and to the relationship. And this is the same for the charts. If you take a trade and then markets go, nope, not ready, or maybe it goes sideways for a while and maybe comes down and just wicks your trade and then goes off in the right direction, which has always happened to me a lot. It's because you've understood the market, most of it, but it's just not ready itself. And so it says no to you. If you then get offended and get upset and go, oh, why didn't you, or, you know, you should have gone when I wanted you to, or I knew it was right, but you had to come down and hit my stop loss beforehand. You know, this is really taking offense to something that just moves and flows as is. And so think about it for yourself. Do you get offended by the word no? Do you get offended when you take a trade and it goes against you immediately? Do you get offended when the charts maybe don't go straight away in your direction? Maybe they take you out or you make an exit and then it goes in your direction because it just wasn't quite the right time. Now, if you do, this is definitely something you can work on. And it's on charts and off chart behavior that you can work on to progress. Because I can guarantee that if you start to get less offended by the word no on the charts, you will have a huge impact on your trading. Because when we trade, it's all about probability. When we look at and analyze the charts, we go, I know that a larger amount of time, there's a higher probability that when I trade because of this scenario that I see playing out that I have recognized and I see a lot, that it's more likely to go in my direction than go against my direction. So I am willing to put however much risk down to see if I'm correct in this. And if we can understand and say, I understand this is probability and it's just a chance that it will go up, but I know it to be a higher chance and a lesser chance and I'm willing to risk X, insert however much amount, and I'm okay with that not going my direction, and I'm okay with losing this amount if I am incorrect, then you can put on the trade without having the emotions that come along. If you go, oh, yeah, this means this, so this is going to go up. No, it goes down. What? How's it going to go down? That's not fair. I, it usually always goes up. This is the thing it should be doing. Should. This is the thing that I believe it has to do because of what my trading plan says. So this kind of attitude and behavior, which I'm saying because I have felt it and I've been frustrated and I've been down that exact path of why, why, why? It's because we've got this something within us that A, gets offended by no's. And now, now this is just a small portion of people. I'm not saying it's everyone, um, but A, gets offended by no's. B, doesn't realize that um, trading is 100% probabilities and any time at any point it can turn in any direction. And C, basically understand feeling like we should have won the trade and that the risk we're putting on is like, it's one of those hard things when we realize exactly what the risk we're putting on is, then it's okay if we lose it. And if you haven't like already lost, if you haven't been okay with losing the money before you enter the trade, then again, you're not hundred percent fully understanding your risk. And these, I think those four things there, I really uh, lost count, but those four things when added together, they really make for a calmer, more peaceful trading environment. Okay. So today's a lot about the words we use. Um, I really wanted to bring it to your attention and maybe you can start noticing it. Maybe write, realize what you write in your journal. If you're writing in your journal, you know, understand and realize that the words we use to ourselves, the way we speak to ourselves, the things we say to ourselves when we're by ourselves really do have an impact. And it's not just like a direct impact. Sometimes it's a bit more subtle and it can just be the small usage of two or three words in a sentence that change the whole direction of the way you're speaking about yourself, 
which will then give a little bit of emotion to the next trade, which will then make a loss, which will then compile and then grows into this, this bad trading session very quickly. Okay. Now just going back through this chat, pretty much finished up for today. So if you've got any questions, check it in. Wow. Just saying, I don't understand this stuff yet. Makes me feel different already. Yeah, it does. It's that simple. I don't understand this stuff yet. It's just so such a simple little word. Um, it makes me feel different already. Powerful. And I am definitely adding this to my self-talk. Interesting. Once. Why is this in the way? Something's in the way. I can't read it. Once as well to not be offended by no on the charts. I had not thought of it like that before. Thanks, Jake. I truly appreciate the wisdom and, and wisdom you share on these calls. You are very welcome. Honestly, like these are the things, these are the small things that I don't think people realize when they're on the charts that make the, the psychological difference. And my entire object here is to, like I know that I'm an emotional person and that the battle for me is a lot harder for other people because of the way that I perceive myself and I perceive my behaviors and I allow the emotions to take over. And so if I can die, basically dissect all the little things that I know that are making me better and try and put them into understandable and digestible um, bits of information for you, then hopefully you can take what's needed for yourself. Because as I say, we are all different. We are all just makeups of the emotions we hold to the past experiences in our life. And we're all going to have different outlooks for different situations. And so just by sharing all the little bits and pieces that I am learning, hopefully you can layer it up and it adds on and compiles. And eventually you'll get to this, hopefully, um, conscious environment that allows you to stay calm, collected, and understand yourself at a better better place so that you can place really calm and probability-based trades. Perspective is everything. Yes, it truly is. It's on my wall here. I live by it up there um, i live by a perspective truly is everything and it just takes one small shift in perspective to really transition um, our minds all right everybody let's go jump on over to our trading call um, hope you've had a fantastic weekend um, hope you've had a good start to the week and to people to the people listening on the podcast much love and i'll see you next episode on thursday bye for now